What's up, guys? This is Jason Bear, and thanks so much for listening to the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. The episode you're about to hear was recorded live to Facebook and Reddit back in November as a test before we had our podcast platform set up, and it never made it to production. Since the episode we just recorded had some time travel themes, we thought we'd release this episode as a bonus. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you're enjoying the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. Hey, everybody, we're, we're here again. What's up, guys? We are live and live again. Uh, welcome. Ha- oh, go ahead. What? What? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. And uh, welcome, everybody, to the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. We are your DTP team. My name is Jason Bear. I'm Rex Rebo. At Armed and Hilarious. And today on the podcast, uh, we didn't know if you knew this, but we are literally right around the corner from the anniversary of a very special occasion, uh, near and dear to my heart, as it, as it may be to some other out there. Um, special shout out to George and Lorraine, because this is the anniversary of their uh, big Enchantment moment. Under the Sea Dance. The Enchantment Under the Sea Dance, that's right. Uh, what's the exact date on that? November 12th, 1955. Boo-yah. Uh, so yeah, we are around the corner from the anniversary of the Enchantment Under the Sea Dance, and so we thought we'd do a special DTP podcast about Back to the Future. Um, more importantly, <laughs> the plot holes in it, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. Now, uh, we all know like there are some things that you have to suspend your disbelief for, like, uh, I don't know... George and Lorraine not realizing that their newfound high school best friend Calvin Klein, a.k.a. Marty, looks exactly like their teenage son, Marty, who also wears Calvin Klein underwear. I'm going to assume that it's 1955 and his mom still or 1985, sorry, and his mom still buys his underwear for him. Um, You know, gee, George, don't you think it's weird that we knew a Calvin Klein and now he's all over our underwear, right? (laughs) Uh, like that's the biggest one. Uh, other other little plot holes uh, also, like uh, throughout the the trilogy. Like if we go to Back to the Future Three, like there's technically like three time machines at some point in that, or at least two DeLorean time machines, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's the one that Doc initially got sent back in, which is hidden in a cave, I guess. And then there's the one that Marty comes back in that they you know make into a railroad car. <laughs> um. You know, why can't Doc just make gasoline with all of his? <laughs> I, can, I can create a time machine, but I can't figure out how uh, how to engineer gasoline to or, or some other fuel source. Because after Back to the Future Two, right? Well, yeah, I, I I always love that, and we talked about it with uh, the Avengers and everything, where it's like, well, heart grain alcohol didn't work, so I'm done with this. We got to <laughs> attach it to a, a locomotive. That's it. Yeah. I'm out of ideas, guys. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's the best I could come up with without trying to figure out a way to dilute it or another like yeah. octane of it. Um, yeah. Well, also, why does Jennifer pass out? I mean, I know that's the paradox that the same you can't exist in two places at once, but like Back to the Future 2, like does Jennifer like sees herself and passes out. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. like another weird one? Well, yeah. Well, that, that's the, the time cop paradox. If you were to touch yourself at the same time, you'd out of yeah, existence. Yeah, yeah, because the same matter can't exist in the same space. Um, yeah. That, yep. Which is the plot for one of the better Rick and Morty episodes. Yes. Yes. Uh what else? I mean, there's there's a bunch of them. But well, yeah, and Marty having to be born on the exact same day. Like or, or conceived, conceived rather at the conceived. exact same yeah. Di- yeah his yeah, birthday yeah. doesn't change nothing else changes yeah. except his family's rich <laughs> um, you know also maybe Marty was hypnotized as a child which is why calling him chicken like just sets him off <laughs> like that works that works or, or yelling I guess that's plausible um, but all these things aside there's one there's one good plot point that uh there's one plot point that we don't discuss because it's it's really really it, it's the it, the whole movie falls apart without this one, um, and, and it took all of like thirty five years to point it out. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. You take you take this one. Armed. So yeah. In in Back to the Future Part Two, 
the premise is that, um, yeah, Marty's going to go back in time and invest in himself so that he can get rich off the future by giving himself the sports almanac and knowing Miami winning the world series. Yep. Um, but, uh, future Biff beats him to it and thus grabs the almanac out of the garbage can and takes the time machine back to 1955 to give himself the sports almanac, thus making him, uh, some uh, Ronald Frump kind of guy. Uh, also, also, Biff totally didn't pass out when he met himself in the past. <laughs> yeah. Like Jennifer did. Just yeah. pointing that out. All right. Inconsistencies well, I mean, abound. Well, I mean, well, he even Biff smacked himself knew it, though. But he Biff, even smacked. Yeah, but not the younger Biff didn't know. We don't know if younger Biff didn't. Pass yeah, he out. didn't know. Younger Biff didn't know it was him. But he even smacks himself in the back of oh, the head. Oh yeah, because he says it was like uh, some some old do. I, yeah, you know, say it was related. I didn't see the resemblance. Yeah, you butthead. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, the human body does uh, replace its cells every seven years, so future Biff could be entirely molecularly different than 1955 Biff. Then what's Jennifer's excuse? <laughs> She was startled to recognize herself in her future form. That's ridiculous. <laughs> she knew she was going to the future. <laughs> well, I don't think Jennifer passes out because because of the time paradox. I think she passes out because of the shock of seeing an older version of her. And then the flip side, she, the older version of her shocks up by seeing a younger version of her. Like, I don't think it's due to matter can't in the same place at the same time. I think that's what it was. Uh-huh. You're making excuses for Zemeckis over here. <laughs> hey, listen. That script is tight, okay? That that, that he proved time travel can't exist. No, but that's... Yeah. Uh, well, uh, this, this, as, I'm go- as the point as I'm going to reach you, which at is Zemeckis's is not as tight as we'd like to believe because older bits... Okay, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's deep dive into this really quick. Go for it. So... Future 2015 Biff goes back to 1955 Biff, gives himself the almanac, and then somehow makes it back to the exact same 2015 where Doc and Marty are located. Oh, I see what you're saying. When he went back, he should have gone to an alternative. He should have gone to his new future timeline the same way Marty did when Marty comes back from 1955 the second time. Yeah, because he, they came. He came back to 2015, and somehow, it, like, uh, he had to he come managed, back. To, yeah, to, yeah, he had to come back to the same point in time because he had to give Marty and Doc the opportunity to go back in time again. Yeah, to stop him. To stop it, right? Yeah, I, I, I no, I like this. I like this. <laughs> I, I think they try and insinuate that just like how Marty goes back to the date that. Doc punches it like it must have like a log and just whenever he got in and why the hell would Biff leave this utopia that he created right why would well, he leave no, it? I, mean, but I think they're saying like he jumped back in for some cockamamie reason and then it went back to the exact same spot but yeah why would it like what is Biff's like, motivation to go back to the exact same spot well without have, having prior knowledge of how the time machine works right. how did future Biff A, get back to 1955, and B, come back to the exact 2015 from which he came from after altering the past so significantly as to deviate the space-time continuum and have Marty and Doc reach a 1985 that thus exists. Well, I I actually have a plausible excuse for that. Um, uh, The and, I, and I'm going to borrow this from uh, the the Warner Brothers DC TVU. <laughs> We're going to call it the Arrowverse for short. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to talk about the animated Back to the Future, and I was getting super excited. Oh, well, go I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go there, too, because Jules and Vern are, like, amazing. But yeah. <laughs> um, time is elastic, and so maybe it takes time for the changes in time to catch up. Uh, Brett, Brett Kurtz, uh, one one of our viewers here and a good friend, mentioned that there's a deleted scene somewhere of Biff fading away. Um, so he's a time remnant, right? 
uh, because time is elastic. And so as long as you're kind of outrunning in in theatrical cut doesn't count. Ah, it's true. If it's not, it's not canon, not on wax, it's not in canon. But but the theory, um, (laughs) the theory from the Arrowverse holds true. Time is elastic. So it takes time for that change ripple to catch up moving forward to the uh whichever direction it's going right yeah, if, yeah. if it's linear right it goes whatever it, but it, it takes took time. 60 it took 60 years for the time ripple to reach no 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 that's not what i'm saying i'm saying you know biff so biff jumps back in time gives the almanac to his butthead i mean younger self and then he gets back in the time machine and comes back to so, the present time 1985 before the time ripple has a chance to So he's up. like Schrodinger's Biff Tannen Yes, sort of. So he exists and does not exist at the exact same time. But right, this that, is that, like that, that timeline exists. You know, how, yeah. however long it takes for, you know, what is the speed of time? I don't know. However long yeah, it but, takes for the ripple to catch up. Yeah, it's 60 years like in real it. time, like but it's this. not 60 years in like temporal adjustment time. Like maybe there's, there's, a, there's a fifth dimension, right? Because time, if we count time as the fourth dimension, there's a fifth dimension of time. Or there's a fifth dimension of, of universal existence that well, time exists within. <laughs> Wait. Well, this time is, out. <laughs> the time machine leaves no ripples. By virtue, it travels instantaneously through the space-time continuum without so much as a quote-unquote ripple. Relative so any, to the observer. Yeah, but there's no jump scars or anything like that there's i mean the the effects that take place in time happen instantaneously like there's no reason for future biff to come back to the same 2015 and just disappear uh yeah i, I so- win so Terminator. Um. Yeah. No, so, no, so so this brings me. You bring up when he talked about Biff going back to the exact same spot. I always love this, and no one ever talks about time travel movies. But I think it would be a great little plot device. Like even if you figured out the ability to send matter backwards through time or forwards through time, don't forget that our Earth is spinning and spinning around the sun and hurtling around in a galaxy. So even if you can move matter, so like where you are in your, this point right now is completely different than what it's gonna be in a minute, let alone a year's time from now. So like, let's say when, when the DeLorean first goes back through time, they only go back through time for what? Three minutes, five minutes, whatever it is. Einstein would have like gotten pushed back like into the cement or like in a tree or like at well, least well it'd be more than that i mean you know what i mean the whole the solar system is- the whole solar system together like okay so if you imagine like this is the sun and the earth kind of does this around the sun yes the sun is, is doing this around whatever the center of the galaxy is or whatever and the so whole, solar, all- mm-hmm. Go yeah, ahead. The whole Go ahead. solar system is moving like at like eight hundred thousand kilometers per hour so um, so that's what i'm saying so where in our point in the universe if you're going to go back to 1985 it is completely different part of the solar system well it's a completely different part of the universe yeah exactly well for exactly. sure the galaxy no, sure. that's never brought up in time travel movies well because i think that they're anchored in the physics of well, of whatever i mean, being speaking plausibly here you can't yes yes i know you can't no, travel. But that's the fun that's why yeah. i love that's why I love time travel movies because part of it is the MacGuffin of how time travel works for your story. Like right, your yeah. time travel in Primer is much different than it is in Terminator 2, which is much different than it is in Avengers. And they even call it out in um, in, in Infinity Endgame. War. Yeah, you have to because you have to call it out. Like in same like Looper is the same where it's like, yeah, yeah this is dumb. Like there's that great monologue between Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Bruce Willis. It's just like, listen, I'm not going to explain it. Just know that it works. It's just like, all right, let's move forward with the plot. Yeah, well, like, okay, well, and let's, some let's break people, it down. the entire movie is based around explaining how time travel works. Well, let's break let's break it down ourselves. Let's 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 be. Uh, yeah. So what are the craziest here? ones? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, first let me let me introduce like a theory of of why it might work. So. Um, why time travel would work? Well, why why the the science might make sense or the science fiction might make sense? So, um, 
if you imagine time travel like any other kind of travel is just through through a different dimension versus the physical dimensions then you always have an anchor point right like I mean my house is not in the same place in the universe where it is but my GPS always know how, knows how to get back there right because it's anchored through well I guess satellites make it different because there's a satellite also yeah orbiting. there's there's I mean you could kind of explain it through gravitational forces yeah go ahead because so, i've got gra- uh, yeah, yeah I, I love this I love, uh, a I love gravity things. signature that that is is completely yes. relative to your uh current location in space time space yes. time yeah so uh, yeah i mean relativity matters here uh so maybe that version of time travel like there's a theory of time travel that once time travel is invented you can only go backwards to the point where a time machine was invented i like that yeah. right because that's yep. the only anchor point that you like have. Like it's a gateway. And then you have to make that first gateway to be able to go back to it. So that's yeah, true. you can always go back to wherever the first time machine yes. was invented. Yeah. What's stopping you from taking a time machine through that time machine? Uh, the universe will collapse in on itself. Yeah, okay. Making all Maybe. matter to cease to exist. That would be, that would stop me first off. Yeah. It'd be like an infinite mirror yeah. in fourth <laughs> yeah. dimension. Yeah, I, well, I guess you couldn't. You could still only go back to have so, two time machines in the same place. You still couldn't go back further than that. Yeah, unless. Well, and that's the other thing is: is does your time machine always spit you out in the same place in time? Well, that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, again, you're still, and also we talk about time machine time. There's a lot of physicists that don't ref, like time isn't a thing. Time right. is it's, a construct. It's a construct man. Of, it's our the way we measure things based on Earth's rotation and our rotating around the sun, right? Right. When it's and completely so relative based gravity, on gravity. Gravity is the force that Earth... So it's that, like... It's the way we use to explain it's things not, simplistically. It, yeah. And so... It's not time, space and time. It's space-time. Yes. Right, yeah, because t- one, yes. Is, one is always relative on, re- relative to the other. Yes, yeah. So the, the fact that, like... Yeah, you can jump backwards, like, that's... I, it's funny, but so what is the craziest? What is it? I always thought Pri- Primer was interesting, but I thought it was one of the dumbest. And maybe it's because I'm just a bozo. I think Terminator is the, out. is the when you, when you really look at it, Terminator is probably the worst, at least in pop culture. Worse than Donnie Darko. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because why is why? But why? Like you got to show your because, work. Because why Terminator is, is is a time travel self fulfilling prophecy, right? Because there is like because Kyle because, Reese because has Kyle to Reese has to go back in with, time to yeah. sleep with Sarah Connor, to produce John Connor, yeah. to lead the revolution, to save Kyle Reese's life, yeah, so that he can go you're, back in you're time. You're stuck in a feedback loop of like yeah. keep going around, but yeah. somehow and, it, you push out the correct future, right? Exactly. The, well, and also the, the mechanism of time the, travel in Terminator is ridiculous because only organic matter. At least surface organic matter can go back in time, but this like biomechanical robot can come back as long as it's covered in organic matter. Yeah, like, no. like, what does that mean? <laughs> I like it. I like it because that is what get rid of like the MacGuffin. That's probably the best time travel movie. One of the, if not the best. Oh yeah, 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 right? for sure. The, um, the two, especially the two of them together. Uh, yeah, but you have this this moment where it's like, well, why don't you just send back a nuke? Well, we can't do that. It doesn't work that way. I just, it doesn't work that oh, way. Oh, but, oh, 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 um, uh, a new challenger to the idea of time travel and time being a construct. Let's talk about The Matrix, which at its core is a time travel movie. If, if time is a construct, then it's really just the same thing, right? They go back from whatever future Morpheus lives in to the past that Neo it's reality of, exists in, but it's a computer simulation past and but if time is a construct anyway then yeah. who well, cares what level of the construct you currently exist in and they have to keep going into the matrix into the the 90s essentially to affect change in the future which is everything that time travel is about right like going back in time to affect some change in the future so in the matrix they have to go back in time into the matrix to affect change into the future which is the the real world or whatever higher level of the construct that that is. I'll, I'll agree on the surface, but I think you're stretching a little bit. How? Why? Cause it's not, it's not enti- like they're going back in a computer simulation that's based in the nineties. Like they're not, their bodies never go forwards or backwards through time. Like they're still in this burnt earth. 
Yeah, but what's that show, Seven Days, where his body's in the chair and he just zips back to his body in the chair before? I haven't seen it. Yeah, so it's a sci-fi show from ah, late 90s, early 2000s. Somebody can, can fact check that for me. But basically, it's a government-sanctioned time travel program where um, like this guy has they find out some national some natural or or catastrophic disaster that's going to destroy the country or destroy the earth or whatever so this guy um jonathan la peliglia whatever this guy's name is uh sits in this chair you'll know the guy he always plays like a like a like a smug italian cop um sits in this chair gets zapped back in time to his body seven days ago and, ha- and and relives the next seven days in order to stop the plot to destroy the world. Or oh, so like uh, what's it what's it called with Jake Gyllenhaal? Um, source code. Source code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except Seven Days did it back in the nineties. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, Duncan Jones is a hack. Yeah. Known. Um, I mean, the show ran like I don't know three or four seasons, but that's essentially what it is. You know, his body doesn't go anywhere. He just goes back into <laughs> his body in the chair before, gets out of the chair, and has to make sure he's sitting back in the chair, I think, so that he can get zapped back to his future body, assuming that he saved the world. I like it. Right? No, it's, I, like, I like that way, because you kind of have to do the time travel where it's like it's already happened, and you're kind of fixing things. Like yeah. that's Because it... Again, paradoxically, it's impossible, right? right. There's yeah. no way to travel through time. And then, of course, uh, what's his name? Um, the scientist through the party for time travel. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking, yeah. Yeah, Stephen Hawking's through part time travel party. No one showed up. Like, how else would you, like, if time travel existed, someone would have traveled through time. That's why the, the gateway thing works. But I like it when you do it that way, where you have to... These are the things that we have to do. We know because it's already happened. We have to, but and, and, I, I don't know. They don't make the best stories. Why Primer, you could argue that that's one of the best examples and tightest examples of time travel and it stinks. Yeah, and I'll yeah. fight anybody. I'll fight anybody <laughs> with that snorosaurus of a movie. Uh, what about um, looking at it from this other direction? What if time isn't linear anyway? So we're all, what if we're moving sideways? across different moments in time as opposed to moving forward well yeah that's kind of the where everything you've done that's the rick and morty right where everything every action and any thought that you've had ripples throughout time and creates infinite universes and infinite scenarios doing infinite things where it's is that what you're talking about well that's the multiverse that's like multiverse theory where where some divergences don't matter but for the most part every every binary choice you make creates another universe uh Ad infinitum, but what if uh, I'm saying what if if time instead of running all of these multiple universes in parallel, they're all running in parallel, and you can essentially you know you can you can dip back to your own timeline, but then you create another parallel, which doesn't necessarily affect your main timeline. You just disappear from that timeline, never to show up again. Because so kind of the Back to the Future one, right? But what if what if time instead of instead of moving forward linearly what if every moment in time is parallel so whenever you're not going back in time you're just sidestepping to another time that's so that's parallel. more the multiverse where there's a universe where i am in fact batman yeah but i'm thinking like but i'm saying same everything i need to go back in time to when i was three but I'm not going backwards in time to when I'm thinking. I'm stepping across to a timeline that just started later. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Right? Okay. So I'm not actually seeing myself at three. I'm seeing this version of me in this other timeline at three, but it's, it's a... No, I like it. Sorry. It like I've seen a, a version of myself that's 31 years younger. Right. <laughs> it or, took me or, a second because there's no movie to reference it to. That's how I wrap my brain around. Yeah, sorry. I mean, concepts. we're losing the, uh, losing the idea of... of <laughs> No, there's there's a good thing. It's a good thing that Rex is wearing a baseball cap because you just blew his mind. (laughs) Okay, so we've talked about maybe like like the best version of time travel logically, and it stinks. Uh, The most plot holes, and it's fun. Uh, Where does Bill and Ted's 
That's, <laughs> that's I was just gonna go up there. We've got we've got Bill and Ted traveling through time, effing up everybody's timeline. Yes, sorry, but they Socrates. don't even have to. But they don't even have to travel through time at this point. They just have to talk about the intention of traveling through time. Yeah. Oh, yes. And yeah. Exactly. A, and that's oh, enough so. to make the change. <laughs> just think about traveling through time, and it will have manifested. I mean, itself. when you have a time they machine, who's to say work. you didn't do that thing, right? Whether yeah. whether you did it now or whether you did it thirty years from now. As long as it gets done, the effect will be the same because it's an instantaneous. It's just the best. Like I should teach myself kung fu, and then and you're then just you know, this. and then you know kung fu, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I didn't even think about that. Insane. I should learn astrophysics. Cockamamie. <laughs> <laughs> I should spend my time. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know? I forgot about that part. Oh, man. But that's the best. That where you just, there are no rules. We're not going to explain it. Rufus just comes back um, and tells you, hey, we need you to come back. And then also, hey, you guys should practice the guitar a little bit while you're uh, while you're out. Except about. they don't do that. Of all the things that they're able to just like will into existence, they're still not good. Is I it, mean, did you guys see the new one? I haven't seen Face the Music I yet. Have, Anybody? Neither have no. I. I've got to. I've got to. I really want to see it because that's fun. Those... I, well, however you feel about that movie, you, you can't say that it's not fun. Like that is the just first one. Yeah, I mean, movie. I don't even know what. I mean, Face the Music got eighty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's they nice. did they did it right. We, we should have well, done our homework. I, we yeah. did our homework. I yes. just saw Face. Oh, I remember I've Face the Music it. now. Remind I me did. to go back and watch Face. I the went music. back. I just so watched bad. it. It was amazing. <laughs> That that twist at the end of the second act was great. Wow, I can't yeah, no, Bro, I can't recommend it enough. And their daughters, yeah. <laughs> yes. who are technically princesses. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Although, what does that do for the uh, for the monarchy? Having these two princesses plucked out of time. Yeah, there's no. That's why it's the best. There are no repercussions. That's what. And I would love to see a show. We worked well, except on. They, a, except they go to hell. They do go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> for no reason. Out. Well, it's a repercussion of them dicking around the time stream. No, is that why? No, well, that's not. No, they why. were murdered. No, that's they not were the, murdered. That's not the reason given in the movie. They were murdered by their murder bot duplicates. But why do they have murder bot duplicates in the first place? That? Because they were too awesome, and they were haters in the future, and the haters sent a dude back in time to kill the evil uses, right. the good that, uses by the evil uses. Exactly, but why are they too good in the future? Because Rufus came back in time and told them that it's their job to save the world. That, that should have been the plot of the TV show. You know there was a Back to the Future TV show. You mean Bill and Ted? Bill and Ted, Bill and the Ted, cartoon Bill show. and Ted TV show. There was a Back to the Future, but there was a Bill and Ted TV show that had like eight, eight or twelve episodes. That would have been a great plot where it's like they had, they team up with the devil, and it was like, listen, you got to fix this. You guys screwed stuff up, and then of course, like it, it works perfectly in a three act structure. Shenanigans ensue. You don't figure, and it ep- works episodically. That we need to. There's, you know, we need to go back and talk to Socrates. We need to talk to Napoleon. You and just, he remember, remembers us, and we have to kind of convince him that he does have to do all this stuff. And then, if you want to get morbid, that's why he kills himself. Is that he's seen what this future is like, and he knows that he loses and, and <laughs> yeah. all this stuff. Like, if you wanted to make it a drama, you could. But I think that's the show. I want I someone call uh, Keanu Reeves and his cronies. Let's get them on the horn. But I think um, you just described then, Legends of Tomorrow. Is that what? I, At least season two, I, I Legends of it. Tomorrow. Except sub out Bill and Ted for like whatever the good guy version of Rogues is in the DC universe. And, and I it. think we're we're forgetting about one of the the biggest influences of time travel in pop culture, um, Quantum Leap. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Brett mentioned that a little while ago. We're gonna take it back before uh, Scott Bakula, 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 and that's and, one of the uh, tighter ways to do it uh, by just in like inhabiting other people's bodies. Yeah, so you can only you, your spirit can travel back and yeah, and you can't and really again, change time. If it can exist. That's are you a passenger? I think that would be the le- the least corruptive way of doing it. Time observant. Because it does like those are when we did our our little our little show Chrononauts check it out it's phenomenal not the comic book the uh, Canadian TV show but that's where it was where you would get like a blip would come out 
and you would have to go to that spot in time. I mean, then we, cause we spent hours upon hours trying to figure out a creative way of doing it. And then ultimately it's like, oh, time travel doesn't exist. You can't do it. And so the closest is ripping off a quantum leap, but I like it. I, and so, I enjoyed that show. We watched one of them for uh, the Halloween episode. Um, and, and Legends of Tomorrow explores that too, where every time the, the, the legends who, for those of you who don't watch, um, corny Warner Brothers television superhero shows, uh, they're basically chosen because they have, they're chosen by the time keepers, time lords, time whatevers, and they're chosen because they have no discernible influence on the future. <laughs> so they're like chronologically expendable. So all of these characters are chosen oh, cool. to be able to be plucked out of time and, and be put into different points in time because, again, they're, chrono- they're chronologically expendable. But they everything that they go back in time to adjust or fix creates an anachronism that they then have to go back and fix using a different method so like you know you you perform surgery you leave a scar they have to go back in time to the scar to put stitches right like that's kind of how it goes interesting interesting it you know, sounds they, like, I, I like the premise and and the flash has been time traveling for decades and so a yeah. lot of this comes from the flash and other flash like characters time traveling without understanding the repercussions of their time travel. So now these guys have to go in and clean up the mess. Yeah. I always thought that was cool. What is, so what are your guys favorite time ways of time travel? Which way do you think? Well, well, how about well, tightest and what are your favorite ways? Um, well, my favorite way is definitely the telephone booth. Okay. Above a TARDIS. Not necessarily. Okay. <laughs> um, actually, yes, above a TARDIS. Um, if only because the TARDIS is also, a, in addition to time travel, it's transdimensional, right? Like, yeah. They, the 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 TARDIS is a what do they call it? It's a what do you call a pocket universe? Oh yeah. Whatever yeah. that word is. Somebody tell me what that word is. Um, f- fifth dimensional object pocket universe. Yeah. Whatever. No, actually, I take it back. My favorite form of time travel is flying backwards and ti- backwards counter rotation to the Earth. Superman, as fast as you can yeah. to reverse the Earth's rotation, which I then I am assuming only affects time on Earth. Yeah, We're, there's only one way to find out. Someone's <laughs> gonna have to do it. Yeah, it's get get uh, <laughs> get Kal-El on the line. Let's uh, let's test this theory in, in modern speak, not that 1970. 1970s jargon. What about you, at Armed and Hilarious? Do you have a, a favorite way of traveling through time? Mm. Or movie um, that travels through time? Yeah, uh, The Time Traveler's Wife. Ooh, oh. okay. Or The Lake House. How romantic. Like, there's no rhyme or reason <laughs> for a mailbox to deliver mail two years back and forth in the future. But hey... Let's put a Keanu and Sandra Bullock back into a movie together. Well, well, that that brings us to to more modern um, time travel, like weird paradoxes. Like, have you guys seen that show Dark on Netflix? It's like German, and basically this ta- this, Ooh, this whole town. Was- it's really really interesting. This whole town is stuck in in a weird, crazy time paradox, um, where like you meet characters that coexist at different phases in their life cycles in different times. So like a guy that's like a grandpa in like the 1940s is a child in the 2000s. And because of time travel, it it ends up just being that kind of weird. Uh, Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I didn't get past season two, um, and there's three seasons now, so I'm not up to date on the current season. But you don't even know it's a time travel movie until well into the the, the end of the first season, because you're just like, oh, that guy looks kind of familiar. Oh, his dad died too that way. That's kind of weird. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, his grandma has the same name as this little lady, but it's German show, so maybe all Germans Dude. are named Sarah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Those Bavarians are a weird bunch. Who yeah. knows? Uh, and um, then, yeah. So, so wait, did you just save me the time? Did you just spoil the entire show? Not at for all. Us? Not even close. Okay. Okay. Like, and <laughs> all of those things are completely superficial. There were no real spoilers. No, it's, I've heard it was great. I've heard it was great. I didn't know if that was. Yeah. You know what? That reminds me of of a movie that's it, it's 
the time travel is blatant, but secretly one of the best time travel time travel movies is The Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Hermione's traveling through time. I, I'd stack that up there as far as time travel, like movies that have time travel as an integral part. That's up there with Terminator Two and and all those other movies. I would yeah, say. and and the fact that uh, whatever. A spoiler, Harry. Po- okay, so this movie is really old. So if you guys haven't seen, and the no, books are out, the books too. are out. So spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. Um, <laughs> the way that Hermione is able to use the time turner and essentially double her classes, right? Mm-hmm. But whatever else she's doing, because she's a witch, um, she's not aging at double the rate, right? She should be at least a year older than her colleagues at that point. Yeah, that's why it's Which fun, makes it strange that she decided to go back for the seventh year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what we haven't talked about? Um, on, on, it's, it's less obvious, but still just as important. Um, Infinity War. Doctor Strange essentially time travels to... Somebody give me the count. How many futures did he, did he observe? Uh, I don't remember. Whatever. 13 or 14 million and six. Yeah. So that's time travel, right? That's the yeah, for that's sure. Prognostication. He's, he, does he travel or does he observe it? What's the Are difference? Yeah. Splitting hairs. Yeah. Because he didn't, he didn't impact those futures that he saw. Well, he just, of course. Well, he didn't impact them directly, but indirectly. Because he makes different mm-hmm. decisions through each of those courses. So that's just like saying, okay, if I do this, then this future changes. If I do this, then this future changes. If I, That is impacting. Yes, but it, so, took, it had no effect on our, or oh, yeah. the MCU's universe. I would say that it did. I can't, no, tell, you, just, I can't tell you what to do or else it won't happen. No, we just managed to exist in the one that favored us. But but then he wouldn't have had to then he wouldn't have had to say it. Right? Like Yeah, I get, well, let me get what do you guys So, actually I'm going to put you guys in the test. You have okay. to tell me which movie you like better, okay? Okay. Two two underrated time travel movies. Groundhog's Day and Groundhog's Day 2, also known as Edge of Tomorrow. Edge. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Which one, um, which one did you guys enjoy more? Both time travel movies. Wait, right? wait, wait. We're, 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 we're gonna in that loop. So we are going to put Tom Cruise toe to toe against Milbur- Bill Murray. Milbury. 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 What universe are you from? <laughs> what timeline are you? You come from? I mean, you guys know. <laughs> you guys know where I stand. With Bill Murray, he is the greatest living actor, hands down, probably the greatest actor of all time. Maybe there's somebody back in the day that, that had better chops on the on the stage in, in London somewhere doing Shakespeare, but yeah, I'm, you, I'm team Bill you're Murray. You're talking about Patrick Stewart? Bill Murray <laughs> blows him out of the water. Okay. Um... I like Groundhog's Day. I'm gonna, I was going to say Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, because Edge of Tomorrow has consequence right well there is a consequence for not being a decent human being first off how dare you not say that Bill Murray not finding the love of his life not being a consequence yeah no uh, Edge of Tomorrow has <laughs> not the has same as saving the world. <laughs> well, not, not not just talking about saving the world, but close. But you can get pushed out of the loop before you're ready, right? Like Groundhog's Day is is, is about you finding your peace or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Edge of Tomorrow, you know, you it's it's like Freaky Friday, except it's not your fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like you're it, that time travel is is in Groundhog's Day. It's a punishment to teach you a lesson, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that uh that that Got Milk commercial from back when we were younger, where he's like, "Oh my God, this must be heaven with all the cookies," and he goes to drink the milk. He's like, "Wait a minute, where am I?" Because there's no milk. Groundhog's Day is kind of like that. Like, oh, I've got all the time in the world, except I don't. But it doesn't show you that. Uh, that he is 
I mean, he could choose not to learn anything and just be immortal, living the same day over and over and over again, mm-hmm. right? Which he does. Right. He does for a part of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's what makes that movie so great, too. And you know what would be, be hilarious in, in Groundhog Day? Let's say he decided to take a day and fly out to um, Japan or something. And <laughs> the, the entire idea of Groundhog's Day is that he the only time he goes – the, the clock resets itself is when he goes to sleep. Right. As soon as he wakes up, boom, start of the day again. Can you imagine <laughs> if he takes a flight to Japan to have like this, the most perfect day imaginable. And as the plane lands, he falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, in edge of tomorrow, you, you know, you, isn't it a closed loop? It's not until he dies. Like they can sleep, right? In Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. So they they have until they die. Could you imagine die, yeah. that? Right? You finally get through everything you need to get through. You win the war. And then like you die of old age after sixty years. And now you're back to the beginning. Yeah. Do just it again. like uh Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> what is that game called? It's not you know what I'm talking about the group the game that they play where he's like Rick becomes an old man. Or, oh yeah. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but yeah, I, so you like, you like edge of tomorrow more. I do. I, I like okay. it because it's a great movie. I love that movie. Like the rest of time, it's, it's beyond their control. Right. And yeah. how many people can be in at once? Uh, just the one. Is it like that one weird alien Lieutenant that, that they get the blood and then well, that's it. Yeah. It's like, I think, it's carried by one in like five million of those aliens. Yes. Okay, but that means that the more than one of those aliens can can use that feat. Well, yeah, the source. Like, if you remember the end of the movie, they have to go back to the source to destroy the source mm-hmm. so that the loop can be broken. Otherwise, any of the other uh, lieutenants or whatever can die individually and right. restart the loop. Right. So. Yeah. That's how they they are so efficient efficient at gaining ground. Yeah, I would I would just love and it's the, this is an example, but I'd love to see in some of these where like you have to have your three act structure in these movies where you have to you, you get sent back, you you've got to go on your hero's journey, you have to to put it all on the line and everything. If they just let it go, where you're saying like Tom Cruise doesn't really like doesn't lose his powers he keeps it and what is his life after that like let it let it keep going what does he do does he become the ultimate badass does he stick in the military does he yeah except then he joins the finances or do you have to do that where you just make an an un an un uh whatever sequel where you do from groundhog's day to edge of tomorrow and just kind of flip it off or flip it on its side and just go a completely different direction yeah, but again, like it, 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 at that point, you know, he might have, he might have lived and survived all of that time, and then, well, I mean, without him like losing his blood, so he can't travel back through time anymore. Like, figure a way to like, again, you you have to do your three act structure. You have to you have to put it all on the line, and then you have to end up winning, right? So you're talking like, about like just, the Walking Dead, but time travel. Yeah. Yes, and keep it going, or change the ending. Like, don't come up with the creative way to end that movie without him losing his powers and outsmarting him instead, you know, doing it that way. And it's hard. Again, I know movies have to last from 90 minutes to two and a half hours and you have to fit it in this way and you have to hit all these benchmarks. But I just wish a movie would kind of go outside of that and carry on with these powers. Like if Bill and Ted just used that, the time traveling telephone booth to just, you know, run errands or just tell themselves. Well, that's the cartoon show. Kung Fu Masters. That's the Bill and Ted cartoon show. That's the Back to the or Future cartoon show, Rick, too. Probably more Rick and Morty, well, it's Rick right? and Morty. Uh, but the Back to the Future cartoon show, isn't it just that? Just like them going on zany adventures through time? I don't remember. It's been so long. I still have one hey. of those, like, Burger King kids toys there somewhere. Yeah. One of the lesser acknowledged time travel movies. Also, Turtles 3. Turtles in Time. Hey. Oh, yeah. Uh, for yeah. record, the I, Super I Nintendo mean, game is way better. I think a lot of us push that out of our yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. Turtles in time, the bear, but yeah, three. I was that I, then, I can't. Yeah, go ahead. It, it had a very specific set of rules. The there had to be four people 
or, or like the the yeah, it had to be a, a perfect uh, transfer. Um, like there had to be spot, four right? dudes. Like yeah, four samurai the dudes lantern. had to hold on to the the lantern right. at the same time that the four turtles are her, uh, are holding the lanterns, and they switch. Uh, they switch they, points they, in time, right, and yeah. location. So that's that's the anchor theory that that's saying that time travel can only exist at a point where another where a time machine already exists, right? Yeah, I've got to rewatch that movie. It may I, I have to muscle through it, but I remember it being terrible even in my youth. Hey, and also I just, I just well, I was they, got, they got cheap how, with the costumes too. How that's what was good. How did the turtle costumes get worse from one? To two to three, like each subsequent movie, the costumes get worse. How is that possible? Like, couldn't you just dust off the other ones? Like, did did some costume maker just steal them? Yeah. How does that work? Would uh, someone I answer think I, that? To I me? read that. I read that somewhere. Uh, April O'Neil gets worse too, by the way. But <laughs> but that's different. That's um, I mean, like the costumes, right? Technology could. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe their costume designer is stuck in some sort of weird time loop where they're going backwards <laughs> through time and they're getting worse at their job. They're they're. Time inverted. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think part of that was was because um, and, and, and little lone fact, like we like to talk about uh, creative and, and, and genius directors, producers, whatever that work on projects you didn't know they worked on. The first and second Turtles movies is Jim Henson's Creature Workshop doing those costumes. I um, believe it. And the third movie, it's. Some hacks. Yeah, they, I don't even know what they're called, but it wasn't Jim Henson, and so you didn't have like muppeteering, as opposed to just like costume puppeteering. And that was probably that a makes sense. Thing I mean, that too. answers my question. Those guys are so good. Yeah, yeah. So Jim Henson for like uh, uh, the pre-production of Turtles Three. Hey, we're thinking about going back in time. Give me my money, bitch. And then it's <laughs> like, no, don't do it. <laughs> no, I'm out. Um, how about one going forward through time, Interstellar? I feel like that one was kind of tight. Um, if you yeah, well, Interstellar... Actually, is, is no, it really it's still forward? going it's back going in time. Backwards. If, depending on where you start the plot. That's though. right. I, yeah, I guess Matt, uh, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey kind of travels backwards through time. Yeah. And he does it the way we kind of talk through a window, like he isn't physically going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that movie. I thought that was really, really, really good. And and it's funny the how... second watch through, I didn't understand it the first watch through. I've noticed Tesseract. Things. That's the word I was thinking of. Four-dimensional object is oh, spacer than a okay. space. Tesseract. Thank you. Also, a blue cube that uh, helps opens to, up space. Yeah, <laughs> helps to. <laughs> That's its technical space name. Space time. Yeah. All right. Um, I've noticed things about uh, Christopher Nolan's work, and they do involve a lot of uh, imagination of time and as mm-hmm. a construct. Whether it's Interstellar, whether it's Inception, yeah. or in Tenet, which is a more obvious, uh, not a time you know, travel movie. Yeah, spoiler. But um, the way we perceive time. Oh, and even going back so far as to uh, uh, incognito. No, Memento. No. In Memento. Memento. Yeah, Memento. Because we experienced the movie in reverse. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's interesting. That's and even Dunkirk has the the theme. I know it's not time travel, but that theme of one minute, one hour, one day, right? And how like you've got the different scenes, and each of them mm-hmm. take place. Like you've got, and then you use the clock ticks to kind of keep you um, reference to how lo- how much time is passing and everything right. like that. So that's yeah, I didn't even think about that till now. But yeah, that's definitely an integral element in. In the way shoots his movies, I'm, Gosh, I'm, she is so good. Does I'm going he... to uh, uh, put a pause in that just for a moment to have a revelation that I just had, and it's, yeah. it's, time tra- it's mental time traveling for us right now. Um, you guys remember the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Mm-hmm. Okay, do you remember yes. the uh, uh, the kid uh, Danny? Well, he he's. I think he was an actual turtle, and because of his talent, they made him a character in number two. Yes, but that's not where I'm going with this. Uh, okay, that's please. Donnie. That's Donnie in, in two, and he was, I think, Donna. Yeah, whatever. And that's that's what's his name? The whatever. Anyway, Surf I'm, Ninjas, bro. Yes, I'm talking about the first Turtles movie where you see the gang of foot soldiers. Where uh, oh, what's this guy's name? Mister 
whatever, you know, the foot soldier sensei guy, yeah, not Shredder, yeah. but the other guys. Yes. Who's, who's the kid that kind of tries to, to mellow him out? That's Sam Rockwell. Yeah. That, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, yeah, I went down uh, Turtle's wormhole and that blew my mind. That was, can you believe that? That had to have been one of his first movies, right? Oh, had to. He was like, what, like yeah. eight years old? I mean, he looks yeah. like a baby. He's the one that tells him to take the ball, the bells off, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crap. That's all I need to do to get into this gang. Yeah. <laughs> Just show up. And also, why are you dropping a smoke bomb once you want to see how? The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, we're just going to assume you're going to do this, you know, where we have a code of ethics, despite being ninjas and thieves. We have a code of ethics that we're assuming you're not going to cheat, but we want to drop a smoke bomb because we bought them in surplus, so we got to get rid of them somehow. Bought them, so. we stole them off a truck, let's be honest. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. We don't know what else to do with them. Ninjas don't really use these as much as uh, we used to, so let's just yeah. drop it now. Um, how about Hot Tub Time Machine? Yes. Yeah, okay. Would that not be the choice way, as nice of a, as a DeLorean is? You're yeah, travel. Why not travel in style in a nice little hot tub time machine? Neither yeah, because you end up wet wherever you go. Yeah, that's true. And neither yeah, of those. Well, I mean, vehicles. still better than unless you do Terminator, like where you end up naked, naked wherever you, you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll clothes, well, you could do the James Bond and wear a, wetsuit, uh, a tuxedo under your wetsuit. Yeah. Yeah, except in Terminator, that doesn't work because. No, I'm saying in hot tub time machine. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. you can James Bond it. Yeah. 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 Bing, just wear that. <laughs> just tuck that tuxedo in there. Is that still better than a phone booth, though? Uh, yeah. Hey. Do you, do you know how disgusting If you can convince booths? a girl you know to come into your hot, hot tub, tub time machine. about how disgusting a phone booth is. Do you know how disgusting a hot tub is, especially a frat hot tub? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I can find ways to make a hot tub disgusting. Yeah, no more disgusting than my TARDIS. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the TARDIS—it's much bigger on the inside. Yeah. yeah, you've got room to get around. You know, get the Star Lord. If you, you pull out a blacklight, it'll look like Ooh, a Jackson. Speaking Pollock of the Ninja here. Turtles, though, doesn't the Technodrome have? Oh, it's transdimensional, not trans time. Never mind. Yeah, duh. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> Damn you, turtle. The Technodrome might be the best, though. That's if you have the means. It's a little cumbersome, but if you have the means to travel via Technodrome. Jumping on a little tangent here, I found out like two years ago, Uncle Phil was the voice of Shredder, and I yes. was like, yes, <laughs> um, not throughout the entire run, but through enough of it that it counts. Yeah. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. All right, so uh, I guess we're 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 actually we're way over time here for the first time in a long time. We've just been having so much fun. Uh, so, what do you guys think? Uh, please, uh, if you guys are awesome like Brett Kurtz, uh, let us know in the comments what you guys think. If you're watching this later, let us know in the comments. We'll try to comment back and 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 uh, uh, follow up with you guys on what we think uh, our most favorite time travel moments are. What are the biggest plot holes? What did we miss? What did you guys notice in, in different movies and, and television shows and films and even books that uh, make time travel make sense or not make sense? Or does it have to make sense at all? Uh, let us know in the comments. Uh, coming soon is the uh, Digital Toilet Paper Facebook page, Digital Toilet Paper Instagram. Um, this podcast, as well as the other ones we've been doing, will be uh, recorded and produced and, and put out there on Uh, podcast platform soon. We will keep you guys posted on when those launch. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching for your digital toilet paper team. My name is Jason Bear. Rex Rebo. At Armed and Hilarious. We appreciate you guys so much. And until next time. Awesome. Bye bye. Love you guys. (laughs) Uh, We'll see you when you get back to the future. Back from the future. Yeah. One of those.